Welcome to the Coach's Notebook brought to you by Pisano's Pizza. I am your host, Dr. Susan Cole, athletic director here at Hood College. This is our third episode of the Coach's Notebook, and with me today is our head men's basketball coach, Chad Dickman, and one of our players, Justin Geelan. This is a big week for your team, so I appreciate you both joining me today. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Coach, in 2022, you won the first MAC Conference Championship, beating Eastern on their home court in the championship. How does this year feel when you compare it to that year? I would say similar in the fact that I think that we we have teams that we show up every single night and we have confidence that we're going to win the game. Um, I don't feel like either team was uh, surprised um, by the success that we were having. Uh, I think that team probably was more offense-oriented where we were just trying to outscore teams. Um, and I think this, te- this year's team is probably a little more balanced, uh, we'll focus on defense and rebounding a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think both teams uh, had the ability to beat anyone any night. Um, I think uh, that team with the, with the Wang Twins in, in 2022 uh, could pop off for 100 points pretty quickly. Uh, whereas this year's team, I think, can hold good teams to, you know, under 65 points. And, and that's something I don't know if we could do uh, that year in 2022. So there are similarities, but, the, uh, you know, the strengths of our team are a little bit different um, between those uh, two years. Justin, your journey in getting to Hood has been something that we've been talking about quite a bit. Where were you in 2022? 2022 god all right so that was last year i think or was that two, two years, years ago, ago? yeah two years ago so i was um getting ready i was so i had just graduated from maryland um and i had the spring semester off so i was just working out uh by myself i had a trainer that i went to high school with uh that i was working out getting the gym as much as possible and just getting ready and then that fall i was actually at mount st mary's uh playing my first year in basketball so your background has been really unique, having been a soccer player at Maryland, winning a national championship at Maryland, and then transitioning to basketball. What made you want to make that transition? And is that been something that you were hoping to do all along? Did COVID present an opportunity to you that you just really took advantage of? Uh, I think COVID definitely played a huge factor. It gave me a lot of time with myself to just think about what I like to do and what I enjoy doing. Um, But prior to that, I think a big experience for me, really eye-opening, was actually winning the national championship and then seeing all of uh, the guys, the older guys on that team go professional and and what that looks like. Um, And I realized that, you know, it's a lot of work. It's tough to do. And um, you really have to have a, a dying passion for the sport. And I realized that if I were to get that opportunity, I would be much happier doing it in basketball than in soccer. So... I still had some eligibility left, so I figured I would make the switch and, and try to make make that happen in any way. So you're a grad student here at Hood. What are you majoring in here? IT, getting a master's in IT. Awesome. Well, Chad, uh, in 2022, it wasn't the first time that the men's basketball team went to the NCAA, went to the NCAA tournament in 06-07. Your dad, who was my predecessor as the AD and yours as the head coach, uh, great basketball coach in this area at the high school and college levels, took this team to the NCAA tournament. 
Um, talk to us about this week and some scenarios that we're going to be looking at to make another run at the tournament. Yeah, so that team was, I think, the fourth year that Hood was co-ed. So that was my dad's fourth year. So he brought in a lot of freshmen his first year. And so those freshmen had kind of been battle-tested, and, and by the time, time they became seniors, they were very experienced. And uh, I believe that year they lost in the conference championship, but they had done enough. Uh, they had had enough success in the regular season to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, uh, which is really hard to do in Division Three. Uh, because there's about 100 more D3 teams than D1 teams and uh, about 150 more D3 teams than D2 teams, um, at least on the basketball uh, side of things. So uh, you still got 64 teams, but you know you have a lot more teams fighting for that spot um, with the at-large bids. And, and I think there's 44 Division three conferences in, in men's basketball, so you got 44 teams. Uh, they get automatic bids. So whoever wins the, uh, the conference championship uh, of each conference goes to the NCAA tournament. And there's, uh, I believe, 20 at-large bids, which go to the best 20 teams in the country that did not win their conference championship. Um, so they were selected as one of those teams. Um, and I think they lost in the first round by five in a close game uh, when they went to the NCAA tournament. As far as it relates to this year, um, so you know we have the sem semifinals. Um, I guess this is being recorded on Wednesday, so we play Eastern tonight. So uh, by the time this airs, hopefully we're preparing uh, for the championship. But um, if we happen to lose tonight or on Saturday, um, we're hoping that our resume uh, is, is strong enough with our strength of schedule and with our uh, we got three wins over top 25 teams um, that we can get that one of those at-large bids. Um, so, you know, the goal is to win the conference championship, as it is every single year. So that's what our focus is on right now. Um, you know, if that does not happen, um, you know, we're not uh, dead in the water yet. We still have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, and we'll find that out, I believe, on Monday. Uh, they announced the uh, who all made it, the brackets. Uh, they do the whole selection show. Uh, on Monday. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We put ourselves in a really good pos uh, position at this point, but um, you know, our focus right now is 100% on, on Eastern and uh, trying to knock them off so we can uh, advance to the championship. All right. Well, you had mentioned a little bit ago that in 2022, you had the Wang twins. And from my view, they could shoot the three better than most anyone else on the court. This year, it seems that you're you're deeper. You could have 10 different guys on any day be the leading scorer. How does that work in your favor compared to maybe having the, the Wang twins two years ago that just seemed to be the leading scorers every game? Yeah, I mean, that, that team, we had some depth on that team, um, but not nearly as deep as we, as we are this year. I mean, we, we can go 15 deep pretty easily. Um, you know, uh, we, we don't always do that just because there's only a certain amount of minutes that, to go around. But um, we're very confident in our bench. Um, and, you know, having – I think – I don't think we have anyone that averages over 12 points a game. So um, I think it's a little harder, harder to prepare um, for us. Uh, you know, with the Wangs, you knew 
what you were getting. You know, they, they were going to take a lot of shots. They were going to make a lot of shots. So defenses were really kind of tailored to try to stop them first and foremost. Um, so teams could try to, you know, suffocate them with their two best defenders um, and try to take them out of the game. Didn't, didn't work very often. But um, this team, like you said, anyone could lead us in scoring. Anyone could lead us in rebounding. Anyone could lead us in assists. Um, we're just positionless. And, you know, certain guys have the ball a little bit more often than, than, than other guys. But um, if you look at, you know, shot attempts each game, like we probably have had maybe 10 different guys lead the team in shotting, shot attempts um, throughout the season um, in a game. So um, we really work on, you know, just trying to get each other open um, and, 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 and work together to make the defenses make mistakes. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely tougher to, I think, key in on any specific guys because we can hurt you in a lot of different ways uh, with this year's team. Justin, you've been, again, from where I sit, an instrumental piece that's new this year in in the program. I can imagine coming from the Mount, you were looking at some other opportunities, some other places to go. What was it about Hood that that really sold you to want to be here? Uh, A lot of things. So to start out, just the environment. Uh, The Frederick area is very nice. I like the campus a lot. The people are great. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but me and Will Spencer go back to early days of childhood. Um, I played AAU with his brother for maybe 10 years or something. Um, so we go way back, and that's nice. Um, studying, I'm more interested in what I'm studying here. Um, but mainly, I think that it was it was just the fit of of the the approach that that everyone on this team takes that the coaching staff and the players and the trainers and everyone um I think that it it just it gels with how I want to approach playing sports in general and couple that with a with a uh, tactical strategy that is very effective with the you know we got five people like he said that can all drive and all do different things and that's a fun way to play basketball you know it's it's a bunch of people just making plays and and making reads and, and building off of each other so that's an exciting way to to spend playing basketball to me. Well, Justin or Coach, feel free to, to chime in here. The theme Let It Fly has appeared on a lot of gear that I see walking around our, our arena. What do you want to talk to our audience about what that means? What, what kind of drives that theme for your program? Um, I think it started, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago where – um, my assistant at the time, Sean Westerlin, was big on uh, taglines and mottos and everything. And, um, you know, we, we knew we had to do something unique and unusual here if we wanted to compete nationally. So um, I'm a big analytics guy and uh, a big skill level guy. So, you know, we, we know we're not going to get the biggest, um, best athletes uh, on the recruiting trail. Um, so we got to find guys that, that kind of fit what we're looking to do. And um, something I've always liked to do is, is kind of have positionless basketball where everyone uh, kind of is able to do the same thing and, and everyone can shoot the ball so that the defense can't really pack it in. So it opens up the lane. It, um, you know, it makes the defense guard the entire court. So we kind of um, really focused our recruiting efforts on getting really skilled guys that can shoot the three. Um, you know, if, if, if guys can't shoot it, then we, we probably can't recruit you because it really defeats the purpose of how we play. 
So, uh, you know, the let it fly line is, is more or less, you know, uh, if you are open, you got to let it fly. You got to shoot the ball. Um, we can't have guys that are going to turn down open shots. Um, you know, the guys put too much work in, you know, getting shots up, getting on the gun. And, you know, uh, if everyone's a threat from the three-point line, it really puts a lot of strain on the defense to expand and cover more ground. Um, so, you know, that's something I think um, – Kind of caught on quickly, um, and, and we've been kind of known around the uh, uh, basketball circles as a, a team that shoots a, a ton of threes. And, uh, you know, my initial goal when we, when we were talking about all this was to be, try to get the best shooting team in the country, uh, which was, you know, a little uh, uh, bold. But I think that 2022 team was the best shooting team in the country as far as volume and uh, shooting percentage. Um, I think we were fourth in the country and made threes, and we were the only team uh, in the top four that weren't playing a gimmicky style of basketball where they're just, uh, you know, the teams ahead of us were all pressing the entire game and just jacking up a three every single 10 seconds. Um, we were actually playing legitimate basketball and uh, shooting open threes, and I think we were making about 13 threes a game. Um, so I think we did have the best shooting team in the country that year. Um, and since then, we've all, you know, we've always hit over 10 threes a game. We've averaged over 10 threes a game uh, the last two years. I think this year we're up there towards 11. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of nice to have that, um, you know, that brand um, on the recruiting trail as well, especially with kids uh, being so excited to uh, shoot threes nowadays. Um, but that's kind of what we're known for, and it's, it's, it's worked well for us. Justin, does that tagline – give you and the rest of your teammates confidence 100% I was going to chime in and say that exactly it's a it's a huge difference maker for for the confidence of the players on the court because not only does that mean let it fly mean that he's not going to get angry if you take a shot that's open and you miss he'll get angry if you don't take an open shot which is a completely different approach it's 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 not as much about result it's about the process and doing things the right way and how we're supposed to accomplish what we want to do um, which is huge for, for everyone on the team because if you're missing a few shots, that's fine. Like, you know, you're going to miss shots. The tagline remains, let it fly. Keep shooting. We're all shooters. Shooter, shoot. No, it's, it's a fun style to watch, that's for sure. This year, you all were ranked as high as 21 in the country, according to D3 Hoops. Um, this was the, a first to be ranked this high in the nation for, for any team. What what did this do for your program, and, and was that a goal for you at the beginning of the year to break the top 25? Yeah, I mean, I think our, our long-term goal is always be, to become a national power and compete nationally. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't really know what to expect this year. I knew we had a, a lot of potential, but we, had, we brought in some new pieces that, you know, Justin had never played in our system before, but I knew he was going to be an important piece. Uh, you know, guys like Garrett Cox ha have not played the last couple of years because of injury. Uh, he was coming back, and you don't really know what percentage he's going to be from his, uh, you know, his uh, uh, prime. Um, and, you know, we had a, uh, uh, a lot of young guys. Um, so we were um, – uh, I, I didn't really know what to expect um, uh, as far as where we would be at this point in time. I, I did have – confidence in our potential and, and our guys have done a great job of, of buying into to everything uh, and we've had some um, some really good leadership as well um, but yeah I mean it's um, 
I think the guys deserve that. I mean, it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of arbitrary uh, ranking. Um, and, you know, I think we rank higher in the actual, like, computer rankings. Um, this is just based off of 25 voters that know a lot about the Division Three game, but they usually are uh, very biased towards the traditional Division Three powers. So um, it was uh, it was nice to finally kind of get that recognition. Um, uh, I think we deserved it. I think we our body of work, um, you know, was definitely worthy of uh, getting into that top 25. Um, but you know, it, we, we took a loss at York, and they they were they were quick to get us out of there. So um, all we can do is just kind of keep keep grinding it out. And 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 uh, again, the most important thing is is winning the conference and and making noise in the NCAA tournament. So. You know that's just kind of a side thing, but that was really cool to to get that recognition on a national level because uh, I think these guys worked hard for it and I think they deserved it. No, I I, I totally agree. It, it was exciting for the whole campus. I think once once that came out and um, we're, we're we continue to be excited. Something that I I want to recognize is um, the hard work that that you put in, Chad. I, I see it every day. But I also know that you have a staff that has helped you uh, with the success of this year and years in the past. Talk about your your staff, your assistants, and, and what roles you have for them and, and how have they contributed this year to the success. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to have a really successful program without uh, a strong staff. So I've been fortunate to, to have some really good guys on my staff. Um, oh, you know, Since I became head coach, a lot of those guys are now – uh, full-time assistants or, or full-time head coaches at the college level. Uh, so they're kind of making their own path, uh, which is great to see. Um, currently we got, um, you know, Luke Summers has been with me for about four or five years. Um, and and no, it's, I guess that's probably not, that's too long, maybe three or, three or four. Um, but he uh, has, been re- has been great. I mean, he was at Bucknell as, as their, one of their student managers, um, and he has a full-time job uh, in Frederick but still – uh, finds the time to get over here for every practice, every game. Um, you know, we got him watching film um, a decent amount. Um, but he's been great. He, he, he has great rapport with the guys. Um, you know, he has a great relationship uh, with every guy on the team. Um, just relates to them probably a lot better than uh, my old self can at this point. Ah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they talk about some things that I, I don't, I haven't even heard of, of half the people that they're referring to. So, um, it's nice to have a younger guy on staff that, that just kind of, um, you know, um, relates to these guys uh, well and kind of, um, you know, is the uh, kind of middleman between, you know, the young and the old, so to speak. Um, we also got uh, Will Padicky, who's my uh, grad assistant, who is uh, just kind of the, uh, the blue collar guy, the, uh, the staff that, um, you know, anytime our guys want to get extra work in, uh, he comes to the gym. Um, you know, he, he's been in there at midnight with our guys. He's been in there at 6 a.m. with our guys. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see him uh, carrying the big uh, uh, log around. Um, you know, you, you see him in games, you'll hear like the, the army voice screaming, uh, certain things that's, uh, that's Will. Um, but you know, he's really as a, and he played here. So he, he kind of has a good familiarity with our program. Uh, but he kind of just, uh, brings that blue collar, uh, uh, mentality to our program and, uh, you know, gets along with the guys and, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, puts that work in that, that, that we obviously need to continue getting better. Um, 
And we got Coach Claybon, who uh, played here back in the day, um, who is uh, my volunteer assistant. And he runs uh, a basketball facility um, uh, in Frederick. So he is very busy with that. But he manages to get to some practices and, and, and tries to get to as many games as possible. And um, he, he's great from, from a recruiting. He has a lot of AAU teams. So from a recruiting standpoint, he sees a lot of uh, players throughout the year. Um, you know, he, he, he sees some things just, you know, with us being here every single day, uh, sometimes, you know, things just start to appeal, appear normal to us. But uh, with him come, kind of coming sporadically, things stand out a little bit more to him. So it's good to have uh, kind of that outside um, uh, opinion of a guy that's not kind of in the monotonous boom, boom, boom every single day where we don't really realize that, you know, maybe something has fallen off or something's getting a lot better. Um, so, so he's been helpful. Um, and we got a couple guys that, that help out with the program, like uh, Sean Graber and Andrew Wareheim, uh, the MVPs. So, uh, and those guys have just really uh, uh, helped us. Anyth- anything we need, whether it's running scoreboards at practice, whether it's you know, getting the bag lunches for away games, whether it's doing laundry, um, you know, those, guys, those guys are always helping out. And you know, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that most people don't even uh, think about uh, is a lot of work. And, and, and we ha- fortunately have uh, – uh, some really uh, helpful people um, uh, in the program. And I will make a note on that. Running the scoreboard during practice is a tough task. We'll be going after each other, and that score needs to be right by the time we're going <laughs> on the next possession. So it's, uh, it's not an easy job to do. I love the inner, inner squad competition. Absolutely. Um, Chad, you mentioned uh, the log that sits behind your bench. Um, Justin, talk a little bit about that. I know that there's a saying on the log. What's, what's the log about? What... What is that supposed to do for for the team? Yeah, who's going to carry the logs, man? We got you know someone's got to do it. It's a it's a it's a weight, and it's it's not easy to do, but it needs to be done. I'm pretty sure it says perseverance on the log. Um, there might be another word. Yeah, there's a there's a few words on it. It's a uh, it kind of uh, uh, it's from Will's dad, who was in the Marines, uh, and it's kind of. Uh, some marine symbolism of just uh, persistence, hard work, effort, grit, uh, teamwork. Um, just one of those things where you know one guy uh, could 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 have to carry the log the whole time, um, or you know lots of guys could share that duty, uh, and it's a lot easier. Um, but regardless, it, like it's it's not easy um, to haul that thing around. So um, you know, as Will uh, uh, I think categorizes it. Uh, everyone's got to embrace the suck. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, it's just it's another thing that kind of brings that blue-collar, uh, hard-nosed attitude to our program, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest uh, thing it symbolizes. Well, that kind of leads me into my next comment is, you know, something that I appreciate as the AD, uh, in addition to your on-the-court success, is the success that you've had with your team off the court. Academically, the men's basketball team performs well. I enjoy being around the guys. How do you lead and create those expectations with your players that produce this type of positive behavior in your athletes? Uh, we don't really have a whole lot of rules. I mean, I think the main rule that I always tell the guys is something uh, my dad always used to say, which was do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it the way it's supposed to be done. Um, and that's why I tell them at the, at the uh, preseason meeting every year. Um, but it's not like you just say that and magically it happens. Um, I think getting the right people here is the biggest um, uh, reason for that. Uh, you know, recruiting's not easy, um, and finding the 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 right fits 
academically, socially, that are that are good enough to play for us, that fit well with our style of play, is not easy to do. Um, and when you find those guys, then you have to convince them to come here over probably six or seven other schools. So um, that's we put a ton of time into recruiting, and it's not fun. It's not easy, but it makes our job much easier when these guys get here um, because I think it helps the program when you don't have uh, a couple bad apples uh, trying to get a lot of guys to, to, to go with them because things aren't going their way. Um, you got to find guys that are, that are selfless, that, that, uh, that want to be coached, that are accountable, that are good people, uh, that take academics seriously, that are competitive. Um, and so we are really selective with our recruiting process. Uh, we, we start out looking at over a thousand guys every year and dwindle that down to about 25 and, uh, you know, just continuously try to find reasons to keep recruiting them or cross them off. Um, so, you know, when we do offer guys spots in our program, we we're very comfortable that they'll fit in extremely well with, uh, with our team. Um, but, you know, when you're around each other as much as a men's basketball team is in college, then you, you want to be able to enjoy being around those guys, to trust those guys, to, uh, to know that those guys um, are going to fight for you and that you're going to fight for them. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, I, I don't think you can just bring in random kids every single year and, and hope that that thing meshes. Um, so. It's, uh, there's intent to it. Um, it's a lot of work, but again, we, uh, I'm proud of the guys that we have here. They're, they're a great group. Um, and like you mentioned, like, I, think they, I think we had a 3.3 GPA as a team in the first semester. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's impressive. And, and I, th I think more than that, I just think that they're good people, they're likable guys, and they're going to be very, very successful with, when they graduate uh, from Hood. All right, my last question. Um, fortunately, the at-large bid process gives today more than a 0-0 a zero -zero record, right? We're in playoffs, so it, it feels almost as though everybody is at a 0-0 zero -zero standstill. But what is it going to take for Hood Men's Basketball to reach new levels of success this year, surpassing any level of success that we've had so far? What's the game plan? So I can't speak to past years, but I, I know the difference maker to me uh, throughout this year, and it just seems to be an approach that we take to, to each specific game. Um, in, in walk through the day of and in warm-ups, you, you can usually tell the energy and, and how focused everybody is and how locked in. And within the first you know five minutes of the game, how much energy, how how active we are on defense, how our hands are up, um, usually you can you can tell – you know, how much the guys have been thinking about how badly they want to win that game. And as we've moved forward in the season, I mean, I know that the, the second York game was probably one of the biggest uh, indicators of that because every single person on the team was like, I cannot wait to play York again and get our get back. Each day in practice, we were like, yep, yep, we got York this, this, this weekend. Like, it's time to focus up. And, and now we're in playoffs, and that's every single game. So uh, I'm excited for that part. hope to see it continue. Yeah, and I think it's um, a lot is just the, the little things that um, we harp on every single day of the season. Um, and I always t tell these guys, like, you're, not, you're going to have games where you don't shoot the ball well, uh, and, and we have to find ways to win those games. Um, if we didn't shoot the ball well in 2022, we, we weren't, probably weren't going to beat a really good team. 
Um, this year's team, we can beat a really good team if we don't shoot the ball really well. Um, but we really have to put the work in as far as just defensive intensity, intensity, uh, toughness on the glass with boxing out, boxing in, um, and just overall just uh, decision-making on, on offense. Um, we're just kind of – you got to take what the defense gives you. you got to make the defense make mistakes. Um, and when we do that, we're, we're, we're getting wide-open shots, so we're not going to have a whole lot of uh, off-shooting nights. But um, I think for us to go as far as we, we can go, uh, we need to, to, to execute offensively and just be the tougher team every time we show up and just do all those little things that aren't fun, um, they hurt, um, and, uh, you know, the, the bad and average teams uh, find ways to cut corners so they don't have to do that every possession, and uh, the great teams uh, take pride in it. So um, I think as long as we can uh, uh, lock in on that, we should be all right because we've, we've really shown up for most of the big games this year. I mean, we're 3-1 and one against the top 25 uh, I think we're five and three against teams ranked in the region. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we, we've been able to show up when, when, uh, uh, when the lights come on for the biggest games of the year. So hopefully uh, uh, that continues um, moving forward because we, we play nothing but good teams moving forward. Well, I think I can speak for many of us here on campus. We are incredibly excited for this week and moving past this week. Um, the spirit that the success of the men's basketball team and what it has done for not just the athletic department, but our campus and the Frederick community is, is just a fun, fun thing to be a part of. So Chad, Justin, I really appreciate you joining me today and talking to our listeners about the season and, and the future games for the Blazers. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, what accounts do you have for them to follow? Oh, man. Uh, this is why we have Luke Summers. Um, so we have, uh, and, and Pataki, uh, we have hood underscore MBB um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page, but it's very strange because it doesn't show up in search engine sometimes, but it's Hood College Blazers basketball, maybe. Um, but Again, no one listening to this probably uses Facebook. So, um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I I know they've talked about potentially a TikTok or something, but um, I'm, this is out of my this is not my foray. <laughs> well, I think the other way to support your team is coming up to the games. So you can Absolutely. find the schedule at www.hoodathletics.com under men's basketball schedule. So again, I know this is gonna. Uh, be released after tonight's game Wednesday we're at home versus Eastern and the championship depending on who wins the other game uh, will either be at Hood or Widener so and I will say real quick before we uh, end here um, a big thanks to the, the the employees the faculty the students the other athletes um, the last few games we've really had phenomenal crowds That's um, a huge difference. and yeah it, it you know, uh, when Justin was talking about that energy, like, you know, you feed off that crowd energy. And, um, you know, the last few home games we've, we've won um, fairly easily. And uh, a big part of that, I think, is because uh, we've had so much support from the, uh, the community, uh, the, the, the Hood students, the, uh, you know, the Hood faculty, whoever it may be, um, coming in and, and, and really packing the gym. So, uh, you know, um, all things go ideal. Um, you know, we win tonight, and then 
Widener gets upset by Alvernia, and Alvernia comes to Hood on Saturday, and we play the championship here against Alvernia. But um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but yeah, we, if we ha- if we do have any more home games after this recording, we, we'd love to have uh, everyone out, and and we appreciate the support for sure. Well, thank you again, listeners, for joining us today for our third episode of the Coach's Notebook. We will join again next week. And again, I want to thank the Hood College Broadcasting staff for helping us produce our show. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Pisano's Pizza. I'm Sue Kolb. Have a great weekend. Go Blazers. The Coach's Notebook is made possible because of a collaboration between Hood College Athletics, Hood College Broadcasting, and Blazer Radio. The Coach's Notebook is sponsored by Paisano's Pizza, the proud sponsor of Hood College Athletics for over five years. Paisano's Pizza is owned and operated locally in Ballinger Creek. Download the Paisano's Pizza app to save $5 instantly on menu items such as cheesesteaks, wings, pasta, and pizza. For over 25 years, Paisano's Pizza has been serving hungry customers all across the D.C. metro area. At Paisano's Pizza, there's something for everyone.